that dialogue is trash. <laughs> it was just trash. And I hated to watch it. And I sat there. And my mom, who likes, like, trash movies like that, yeah. for my mom to be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> For my mom to be like, I don't know if I like this. You, For you to lose my mom, you really messed up. Because my mom will watch anything. Hello and welcome to an episode of Written Chaos with Jasmine and Bailey. Thank you for messing up my flow immediately. You're welcome. Uh, I'm Bailey. I am one half of this podcast, and I really don't like what's happening right now on my TV. I'm not going to tell you when this is recording, but you can have, like, a guess about what's going on. I just don't like the lies. Are you guys guessing right? Is it wrong? I don't know. That was kind of vague. Mm. I hope you get it right. (laughs) Yes, it was the Bachelor finale. You're absolutely right. As it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, Bachelorette. They're done now. We're just upset. All the lies, you know? All the lies! Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Except they're not sweet and they're not little. They're really big. How dare you, Kara? I don't know what her name is. I don't even think there is a Bachelorette right now. I think it's a dude. I think it's The Bachelor. Have you ever watched an episode of The Bachelor? No, actually. Me neither. I just know that he gives people roses. Me too. I don't even know if he gives them roses when he likes them or when he doesn't like them. Uh, I don't know if it's like, you suck, here's a rose. I thought it was when they liked them. Oh, when he liked them? I'm not particularly sure, but I never thought about that. But here's my question. When there's like 18 of you and you get a rose, but like 16 other girls got a rose, do you feel special? You're one of the chosen ones. Yeah, but, like, everybody but one is. <laughs> so it's not so much who he liked, it's more who he didn't at that point. That's true. <sighs> He's ambivalent towards your feelings at this moment in time. I'm thinking about this book that I read, which is basically The Bachelor, but in a book format. Is it The Selected? <laughs> the Selection, yeah. Yes! I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. However, it is not going the way that I wanted to go, so I stopped reading. How far did you get? Um, about three quarters of the way through the first one. Okay. Um, I know what happens at the end, and I don't think she made the right decision. <laughs> I think the man that she was with it, before she was all special, he was very nice to her, and they had very he, he cute was, moments. He was the one. He was the one, and I loved him because he was so sweet. And I'm like, oh, I want to build a treehouse now. I keep thinking about how I think the last book is called The One. <laughs> I think it is called The One. And then I think it's like, and then the next generation. And I'm like, why did you do it again? Um, introduce yourself. Oh, hey, I'm Jasmine. Um, I told you my fun fact beforehand because I thought about it really hard. You know? And what was it? Tell the people. They weren't here. Oh, I made a clay frog. I'm obsessed with clay frogs. Woo-woo! Amphibians made of pottery. <laughs> I just want to make a cute frog. Yeah. Yeah. I would like a cute frog. Oh, uh, maybe I'll get you one. I have so many knickknacks. I can't I, say it's a pretty frog. But I got no frogs. No worries. I'll ship it over. No frog. Thank. Well, you can't. I'm, you're right here. <laughs> I know. Why I would you like pay ma- for shipping? I love mail. 
So, um, how have you been? Um, I've been okay. Um, it's been... Hectic? Yeah. How's the magazine doing? For those of you that don't know, we are in sister endeavor to Jasmine's Chaotic Merge magazine. It's a literary magazine, and issue one will be out... Jasmine, when is issue one? Um, the end of January, so probably when this thing comes out. Issue one will be out. Is it out already? What are you doing, you silly billies? Go read it. Go, yeah, go read it. Go read it. <laughs> There's so many cool um, writers in there and artists. So normally at this part of the podcast, we go into my new favorite seg- segment called Harry and Meghan, please collaborate with us. Everyone who is not the former Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, please disregard the message. Hey, Harry. Hi, Meghan. Hi, Archie. Um, so I heard that your first episode is out. Um, I listened to it and I think you guys are really on to something. And I just think that like, what could be better than to add the perspective of two young college nobodies. You see the world through big events and big people and big everything. We see the world through tiny things. Let's have that juxtaposition going in real life. Have my people call your people. And by... Our people, we mean our email. Yeah, email us at writtenchaospodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. And now, let's go on with the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, this week we're talking about um, a resolution that I made in 2020. My 366 movie a year resolution. I decided... In, an, in a 10-year effort to better myself, I would start with the least important one, where I was going to enhance my knowledge of culture and pop culture and watch a movie I hadn't seen before every day of 2020. It took a lot out of me, I'm not going to lie. And many times I told Jasmine and other friends that we had, shout out to Writers Club, we love you, <laughs> that I hated it. And I wanted it to end. And I just wanted the year over. And now it is. And now I can look back on it with fresh eyes. So Jasmine set up a list of interview questions. And at the end, I'm going to give you guys my top ten, my bottom five, and my three what-the-hell-was-that movies. Jasmine, would you like to start the interview? I feel like you're Oprah, and I'm like the celebrity who's done wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was so specific. It was. The Thank Oprah. You. Thank you. I'll be Oprah, although I'll never amount to it. Um, I just want to mention that you said 366 days. Yes, because it was a leap year. And that's just so shocking. <laughs> I looked at you really crazy when you kept saying 366 days. Oh, don't forget February 29th. It didn't forget about me. <laughs> Uh, when you told me it was a leap year, I felt, like, a little idiotic for not, like, thinking about it. It's fine. I corrected literally everyone. Good I was like, you. 366 is a leap year. And then people go, oh. And I'd be like, yeah, it's worse. <laughs> One day more. One day more. Um, another day, another destiny. Well, I got a couple questions for you. Not that many. Hopefully yeah. we can go through them. Yeah. Um. Okay, first question. Do you feel after watching these movies that you're attracted to certain actors? In what sense? Like you found yourself watching 
these actors constantly. Like Accidentally? They kept, yeah, like, they kept appearing for some reason. Bill Murray. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but, like, every two weeks, there would just be Bill Murray. And I'm like, Bill Murray, what are you doing in this movie? Like, I, for example, I watched Space Jam back in February, and I didn't know Bill Murray was in that movie. And do you imagine my surprise when I thought the movie about Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan, I was going to say Michael B. Jordan, that's a different <laughs> Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan, and all of a sudden, who comes out to be on the team but Bill Murray? I was like, Bill Murray, what are you doing here? You were just in Groundhog's Day being cool. What are you doing in this movie? <laughs> and then, I think out of 366 movies, he was in like nine of them, which is still a lot. I can give you that, yeah. That's a lot of Bill Murray. Also... Another answer, Oscar Isaac, but that was not accidental. That was intentional. <laughs> Can you explain yourself? I was like, I started the year off with Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I was like, let's bring in the good stuff. <laughs> and then every time I saw a movie with Oscar Isaac, at one point I was just going down Oscar Isaac's filmography and just being like, oh, he was in this movie? Okay. And I'd watch it. And then I'd be like, oh, he said he liked this movie. And I'd click it and then I'd watch it. Oh my God. You even found out which ones he liked. I love Oscar Isaac. For those of you that haven't watched the video of him on, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, where he talks about how he didn't want to get rid of his floating speakers, because even though it was a hazard to like his baby, go watch it. Just because him going, I can't, these are my speakers, <laughs> is one of the funniest things to me. It's not funny, but it's one of the funniest things to me. You know how like when someone's so attractive that they could say, like, potato, and you think it was the funniest thing? <laughs> I, I kind of get you, yeah. Oscar, if you want to collab with me on this podcast where I can just pick your brain about literally everything, also shoot me an email at writtenchaospodcast.com. I thought you were going to just tell him to come and say potato. Also come and say potato because I will just giggle for 40 minutes straight. I love you. Um, Call me. I had a second question for you. Go ahead. What is the most unexpected movie that you fell in love with? Huh. I'm going through the list here. You have a list of all of them? Yeah. That's insane. Well, I had to pick my top tens. Okay, I get it. So, like, a movie that I was surprised by. Because mm -hmm. um, I watched a lot of movies where, like, people were like, it's a classic, you gotta watch it. Yeah. And I watched it, and I'm like, yeah, it's great. And then there were some movies where I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I think the one that I was the most shocked by was Groundhog Day. Okay. Um, because... That kind of Bill Murray, like, Ghostbuster, Harold Ramey humor isn't really my kind of humor. Because I think it's, like, silly. Like, 80s humor isn't really that funny to me. Okay. Every generation has, like, a different sense yeah, brand of humor. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You could watch Teen Wolf and people be like, that's the funniest movie. <laughs> and then I watch it and I'm like, what? You should see me when I watch certain movies um, with people. I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, a lot of these movies that, like, people told me to watch... I always, I used to say this, the line after I didn't like it, I would say, it's banking on nostalgia I didn't have. Oh, okay. Like, that's, that's how I felt when I watched Home Alone this year. Oh. I, everyone was like, it's a classic, it's so good. And I'm watching it for the first time with fresh eyes being like, but why is he Home Alone? <laughs> oh, I get but it. But why are the wet bandits trying to, like, <laughs> break in the house when they know there's a kid there? Like, he's eight. He's not stupid. He's eight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and then people would be like, I think you're reading too much into it. And I said, I don't think it was read into enough. But that's how I feel. 
Um, but Groundhog Day was really one of those movies where I was like, expect, I, I watched it on February 2nd. I felt like what more appropriate movie to watch than, you know, Groundhog Day. And I just thought, you know, it would be like a good movie to like watch and like entertain myself with. And it ended up being like really good, like really to the point where I fell in love with it. And when our local movie theater was trying to keep itself running over the summer mm -hmm. by having drive-in movies, I, like, went to watch Groundhog Day again. <laughs> That's how much I liked it. And for me to watch a movie that I'd already seen in a year where every day I had to watch a movie that I hadn't seen, so double the effort, that shows that I really like a movie. And Bill Murray, who I used to have ambivalent feelings for, now shows up in my day-to-day -day life, and I'm, like, so confused by it. Bill, if you want to come on the podcast... And just, I just want to pick your brain about so much. Specifically the fight you had with Chevy Chase backstage at SNL. I would love to know what that's about. Because I've read, like, tr not transcripts, but, like, transcripts. And, like, some of those insults don't make sense, you guys. And j please, tell me what was, what was going through your head. Please and thank you. Podcast at gmail.com. There goes Bailey shouting out her podcast to another celebrity. <laughs> Okay, but it's Bill Murray. Oh my god. Um, well, while watching all these movies, did you feel that you paid attention to something in particular, like dialogue or settings? I think some movies, especially if they took place around the same time period, mm -hmm. I felt like certain themes came up like a lot. What is one of them that you feel that came up a lot? Um. A lot of political movies that I watched kind of hinted at the same themes every time, but of course they did because it is history. And it would, like, like even a movie that wasn't about Bush versus Gore, they would bring up Bush versus Gore. And I'd yeah. be like, yeah, because Kevin Spacey said. And then I'd be like, no, that was the movie. <laughs> that was oh, the movie man. that you watched. That wasn't real. Um, one example of that which, again, isn't, like, me paying attention to something in particular, but, like, it's a good, like, kind of, like, connector. I watched, uh, one of my idols is Gloria Steinman. And I heard the story of what the doctor said to her when she went to get an abortion at the time when it was illegal. All right. To the point where, from so many different things, to the point where I could memorize it. Like, the two things he told her. Oh, wow. He told her, and it like it stuck with me. And then I would hear it again from some other movie, mm -hmm. and I, it would stick with me again. He said, "Don't share my name, and make something of your life." Okay. And it was just really like powerful in terms of like you know you always look at dialogue. Yeah. You always like there were movies that I like really enjoyed, but sometimes they'd talk and I'd be like, "What?" Like I'd be like, "What are you talking about? What?" Or they would speak and I'd excuse me. Yeah, some dialogue can be really odd. It's just clunky sometimes, man. Um, my favorite actor of all time is Robert Redford, so I took this time to um, go into a lot of Robert Redford's old movies. Yeah. And there were a couple, and I don't know, maybe it's a generation gap, or maybe I was like not paying attention as well as I thought I was, but I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what is being said here? <laughs> it might be. The slang might have been different. It might have, because sometimes he would just be in an argument with a woman... And then they would have sex. And I'd be like, excuse me? Okay. I hate when that happens. 
And it's like older movies. <laughs> and then the one time I thought that was going to happen, because by the end I was like, I'm picking up on this. I got the clues. They got a divorce, and I was like, wait what? a minute. <laughs> We're not going to yell at her? We're not going to, like, have sex with her? Um, I don't want to call out this movie, but, like, I, it should be on my bottom five list, and it's not. And I really don't want to call it out because... Those three actors are very talented, but this movie, the dialogue was terrible. It was called Endings Beginnings. <laughs> You're like, I don't, I'm not going to, but Endings, Endings Beginnings. Beginnings. Starring Sebastian Stan, which those who know me know how much this hurts me to throw Sebastian Stan in, in the shade like this. Jamie Dorian, who is a fantastic actor, and you don't give him and Dakota Johnson enough credit because that Fifty Shades Grey was not their fault. They are phenomenal actors, and they pulled that movie the best they could. It's not their fault. Um, and Shailene Woodley, again, three fantastic actors. That dialogue is trash. <laughs> it was just trash, and I hated to watch it, and I sat there. And my mom, who likes like trash movies like that, yeah. for my mom to be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> For my mom to be like, I don't know if I like this. You, For you to lose my mom, you really messed up because my mom will watch anything. I'm sorry. I just like that line. Shout out to my mom. I love you, but you do watch some stinkers. And she'll openly admit it. I don't watch stinkers. She'll watch stinkers just because she likes having something on the TV. Whereas I'm like, no, it has to be art. Until you get 366 movies and then you're just like, I just want something. <laughs> something to come Something in. on the TV. Just come on. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Anything new. Anything new. I watched both documentaries about Fire Festival. The Netflix one and the Hulu one. I don't care what any of you say. The Hulu one is better. <laughs> it ends with Build Me a Buttercup. Any movie that has Build Me a Buttercup in it. Just the dune. 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 <laughs> It's great. Um, How was it? I was supposed to watch that movie. Well, documentary. The Fire Festival documentaries. They were great because it was just, it was so fun because they would, both of them were like, we're getting down to the crunch time. We're getting down to the crunch time. This isn't going to work out. This isn't going to work out. And normally in narrative structure, then it usually works out great. (laughs) But it didn't. And it didn't. It was a disaster. (laughs) And I was like, this is fantastic to just watch this fall apart like this. It's amazing. I watched the Descendants movies. The Why? Disney Channel. Why? <laughs> Guess what? They're great. My cousin watches those, like, not my young cousin. I mean, like, my older cousin. She's older than me. She's, like, 24. The music and the choreography, those teenagers are talented. The dialogue, well, you know, they can't say fuck. And you know what? You get stifled when you can't say fuck. Um... I promised a couple people that I would watch one rom-com a month. I hate rom-coms. I know you do. I hate we, we mentioned this before. I hate rom-coms. What rom-coms would you watch? I watched My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, I think she's a terrible person. Okay. That's what I got out of that movie. I don't know what... Is why. that the one that sleeps with the, with the N- husband? No. She is trying to stop her best friend from getting married by sabotaging the wedding because she's in love with him. And she's our protagonist. Great. We love that. And then everybody hates Cameron Diaz because she's just the other woman. She's the bride and she's being (laughs) shit on. Oh my god. Like, excuse me. I watched... (laughs) 
I watched Sleepless in Seattle, which my mom, I watched it for a class, and my mom hates that movie, religiously hates that movie, because it the movie's all build up, and they don't meet until the end, and my mom hates things like that, because she's like, well, I don't care about this anymore. I didn't like it, because she followed a man across the country that she just heard over the radio and then was upset when he like didn't know who she was. Oh my God. And I was like, cause you're a psychopath. <laughs> and then she was like, I did it for love. And I'm like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> and then they would talk about like, so- the, mo- the whole movie was about like, do you believe in signs? Oh. And as someone who doesn't. It bothered you. I believe that the universe tells you things, but like, on Valentine's Day, when the Empire State Building has, like, a giant heart in it, that's not a sign for you. That's on Valentine's Day. The <laughs> Empire State Building put that a giant heart for you. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a couple old rom-coms that, I that like, you know, were fine. Yeah. I think men threatened to slap women a little too much in those movies. Really? That, yeah, a that's like bit. a... It's like, if you keep acting this way, I'm going to suck you in the nose. And I'm like, what? okay, wife beater. Like, (laughs) Jesus. I never noticed that. Come on, Clark Gable. Stop it. Um, Oh, pillow talk. That was fun. It's even more fun when, you know, know, you're rooting for Rock Hudson in real life, but not in the movie. (laughs) Um, Um, Shout out to Rock Hudson. You were brave. If you're... Good with that. I'll shoot another question. What was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, you did answer the question. Oh, I, I did. Asked, okay. Yeah. But I'll go to another one since we just got off the trail, you know? <laughs> um, what scene has been boggling through your head this whole time? Spoiler alert. Please stop listening if you haven't watched The Devil All the Time, starring Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, Bill Sarsgaard, Sebastian Stan. Um... <laughs> And others. Um, I'm giving you three seconds. One, two, three. The dog being crucified in the middle of the woods while he's like, and then he kills the dog and then he puts the dog on a cross and then the son is crying and he's like, Lord, I just kill my, my boy's dog. Please bring my wife back from the dead. And I'm like, excuse me? And it's just like you're so you're so traumatized by it. And then all that ha- oh, no, it wasn't that she that he wanted her to bring it back from the dead. That was a different scene in the movie where the guy thought that the Lord was um there to help him and that he had special powers, so he slit his wife's throat and then tried to revive her and then found out he couldn't do that and ran. That was a fucking movie. Um, Jesus, I can't get over this movie. The wife was dying of cancer, and then he killed the boy's dog as like a sacrifice type thing, and then she died anyway. And then the boy and the boy and Bill Skarsgård like walk back into the house, and then he went off to where he killed the boy's dog, and he and the little boy came out, and he's like, "I'm not afraid of you anymore." And then you found out that he killed himself too. Oh my god. Oh, it was so fucked up. And then so the whole thesis of the movie, which I really like is it it ties to your faith in religion. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you do a bad thing for a good reason, are you a bad person? All right. Like, there's, 
did the man who killed the boy's dog, which is an objectively bad thing to do, because he genuinely believed that that would mean God wouldn't kill his wife, did that make him a bad man? Jury's still out. Um, he really crucified the shit out of that dog. Oh my god. And then Tom Holland comes back 20 years and there's just the dog's skull right there. And I'm like, that's even worse. And then there was the guy who... Yeah, so then the guy who... the who, And then there were people who did bad things in the name of God as like their way of saying, like, because I am a person of faith, mm-hmm. I don't do bad things. Like... Robert Pattinson's character. I am spoiling the shit out of this movie, and I am so sorry, but, like, Jesus Christ, guys. Um, uh, Robert Pattinson would seduce young women because he was the preacher, and then when they got pregnant, tell them he didn't remember it happening, and they should condemn themselves. Oh, my God. So then he did that to Tom Holland's little sister. Oh, no, it wasn't even his sister. He just grew up with the sister, right? Because that was the other kid. It's a whole messed up movie. But I recommend that you watch it because the the conversation that we could have about it is deep and intense, and I think it should be talked about. But Jesus. Um, so then she tries to kill herself, realizes while she's standing there, right before she's about to kick the box over, that she didn't do the wrong thing. Slips! And then accidentally kills herself. Oh my god. It's so fucked. Sounds fucked. Oh, it's so fucked. But if Robert Pattinson doesn't even... Chadwick Boseman's gonna win the Oscar for Ma Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm calling it right now. And he should. Not even because what happened to him was tragic, but he should just win it on account of the fact that that was the best performance I'd seen all year. And I'm, I'm saying that as someone who watched a lot of performances all year. But if Robert Pattinson doesn't even get nominated for that performance of the really scary preacher with the weird accent that made no sense, I'm going to throw a riot. Y'all snubbed my boy Taron Edgerton last year. You're not going to snub Robert Pattinson, who I just now decided to care about (laughs) and seen. We are done with spoilers. We're done with a question. (laughs) Would this also count as what's the most hard movie you watched? Um... There were definitely some disturbing things that happened in movies that I saw. Mm-hmm. I watched Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Um, it was a little weird. Misery. Miser- no, I'll talk about Misery. Um, I watched Misery, which is a Stephen King adaptation. It's one- considered one of the best horror movies of all time. Is that true? I have no idea. I just assumed it. Um, but it's about a, a, a well-renowned author. Okay. Who gets into a car accident. What's wrong? Nothing. You thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, and a fan saves him from a snowbank and like tries to nurse him back to health. But when she finds out that her favorite character dies, she like goes ape shit on him. And when he finally heals his broken legs, she takes a sledgehammer to his ankles and breaks it so he can't leave. And when I tell you that that was, you ever, so the movie, I was watching the movie on my laptop on my lap and you ever physically wanted something so far away from you? <laughs> I wanted it so far away from me while I had the headphones and I was, so it was like holding it out extended to me like, no, <laughs> no, no. 
Oh, and my mom was sitting next to me, and she wasn't watching it, but like she had watched it, and she told me that it was really great, and she was like, is she breaking his ankles? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> oh, good God! Um, another horror thing, and this isn't hard in the sense of like hard, but like I also want to talk about this as well. Um, in The Art of Racing in the Rain, which is a dog movie, mm-hmm. and we all know how dog movies end. Say it with me. The dog dies. So the dog dies. So here's a couple questions I have. Um, who decided that the Golden Retriever was going to be voiced by Kevin Costner? Because that is an adult man's voice. And I never once thought that that voice should be put on a dog. Secondly, that movie insinuates that after the dog dies, it then turns into a human. Mm-hmm. And is, like, able to live a life. Wait, what? That's so odd. Yes. That's an odd premise. And then... The dog's owner sees the boy eight years later that the dog is turned into. And it's... it. Hmm. And it's like they knew each other. And it's like the guy knew who it was. Which I'm so... I've never seen a person out there in the world and been like, that person reminds me a lot of my dog. <laughs> maybe it's my dog in a past life at least the thing about a dog's purpose was that made sense that a dog's soul then carries into another dog's soul that movie is by the way a dog's purpose is just objectively the dog dying and then the dog dying and then the dog dying and then the dog dying and don't put yourself through it however the dog's name was Bailey and I had to I had to do it <laughs> I had to watch it it was my name um, Elizabeth Warren's dog is also named Bailey so I love her even more Alright. Um, do you feel at a certain point you are leaning more towards shorter films? Yes. At some point it became too much and I just had to watch short things. I think it's by some point I was watching like 48 minute like documentaries about like wheat. And I was like, <laughs> which didn't, isn't true, that didn't happen. But like at some point I was like phoning it in. And then right at the end, right when like December, November was rolling around, I was watching like three hour movies. And I was like, this is stupid. Go back to what I was doing. Uh, At least you noticed. Yeah, I think the shortest movie I watched was Mickey's Christmas Carol, which was 26 minutes long. No! It was 26 minutes long. I don't care. It counts. It's a film. It's in the film department of Disney+. Plus. You can fight with me, but it's a film. (laughs) Um, Are you going to call it a TV show? No. Are you going to call it a special? Well, what is a special? It's a film. (laughs) Fight me. All right. And my last question. Um, If a viewer does this challenge, what is your advice? Oh, that's really great. I'm glad that you really asked this question. Don't. (laughs) Don't do it. It's not worth your time. Um, If you were going to do it, I wouldn't say do as many as I did. Like, I know you have someone close to you that I inspired this of, and they decided on doing 100 movies in a year, which objectively is a smarter decision. (laughs) Um, I realized that this was going to be too much for me around January 20th. But it was... It got to the point where it was too early in the year to stop, and then it was in the middle of the year, and it was like, well, you've come so far... And then it got to the point where it was, like, December, and I was like, I have to finish it now. <laughs> um, but I will say that the greatest feeling was having the movie end on December 31st and knowing I wouldn't have to watch a movie again until I really wanted to. 
And I watched a movie the next day. I watched three movies the next day, actually. (laughs) They weren't new, but I watched them again. Oh, that's good. Uh, So now we're going to move on to the portion that I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm going to share with you guys my top ten, my bottom five, and my three. What the hell was that? So let's start with what the hell was that. Um, In number three, we have The Gentleman, which was a great movie. Very action-packed, very unique and interpret. Um, they do say the C word quite a bit, and it was a lot. And Hugh Grant saying the C word was just a, a wild ride. But I truly enjoy it because they made one of the most beautiful men God ever graced this earth with. Um, they made him scary. They made Henry Golding scary, and I was upset with it. Um, number two is Drive. Drive was good. I liked Drive. Um, it was just scary. <laughs> <laughs> and it was rough. And it was like, when they murdered or when they injured, they murdered and they injured. Like, it wasn't like, they were like, we're going to make you feel this way. I think somebody's eye got taken out. I think oh it was God. a trip. But Oscar Isaac was in it, and that was why I watched it. <laughs> all right. Um, and at number one, the devil all the time. Ne- no explanation needed. You all know. And for those of you that don't know, watch it so then we can talk about it. Somebody send me an email about your feelings on the devil all the time. Writtenchaospodcast at gmail.com, please. I just want to count how many times you've done that. Four, I believe. Me too. I'm now going to move on to my bottom five. And I'm going to call an audible, and I'm going to change it right here on the spot. Mm-hmm. At number five, we have Last Christmas. Spoilers for Last Christmas, but, like, he was a ghost the whole time, and it was <laughs> stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> It was so stupid. Like, it was just like you had the ghost open a door for... If you're going to ghost, ghost correctly. I believe I sent you guys rants. Right? I sent... I think you did. I sent the group rants of me just, like, arguing about... About it. And it was just, It was so frustrating how they just were irritating. Like, it was just a ridiculous... It was a ridiculous movie. And it was, like, she, last Christmas, like, gave you my heart, and then the very next day you gave it away. And then they were, they based a whole movie about that, and they made him a ghost. Here, hopefully I can play some of this. Okay, someone needs to hear my rant about last Christmas. If you haven't seen the movie last Christmas and you're planning to, a don't be, spoilers, stop listening. But what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, stop being... First off, if you're gonna make the guy dead the whole time, do it right. He can't turn on light switches. Now I'm like, how do you turn on light switches? Then they're like, oh, he was a hallucination. She can't learn new information from a part of her mind. That's not how it works. I can't have a part of the mind teach me calc if I don't know calc. That's ridiculous. Also, who did my man Henry Golding like this to be, like, the quirky dude who's now dead and is like... You'd have my heart one way or another. Shut the fuck up. And this was not based on a George Michael song. It was based on a line in a George Michael song that they took very literally. And oh my god. I hate this resolution. This resolution needs to stop. Oh my god. (laughs) I sent that to you guys at 9.28pm. I think I remember hearing it. I think I was one of the first, actually. Jasmine's response. Oh, Bailey. Your rant is beautiful. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it, And that's number five in my worst. 
it gets worse. At number four, I have The Addams Family, the new 2019 adaptation, the animated one. Um, it wasn't that it was bad. It was just bad. It was just bad? It was just bad. And you know what? Again, I love Gomez Adams. And I love Oscar Isaac. And Oscar Isaac voiced Gomez Adams. How could this go wrong? And yet it did. It just was silly. It was silly and it wasn't well thought out. But then, you know why it's not the, like, <sighs> but they get me every time when they do the da 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 Every time you get, you fall back into it and you're like, damn it. Um, and number three, we have The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Um, this is the second movie in the Jurassic Park sequel. And I just think it's trash. Just blatantly trash. I just think it's blatantly trash. And again, Jeff Goldblum couldn't save this movie. Julianne Moore couldn't save this movie. Then they brought the dinosaur to San Francisco and they were like, but the dinosaur is wreaking havoc in San Francisco. Then why'd you bring her here? Come on. Come on. And then she bit up. She was in the container. For those of you that know the logistics, I'm not going to go into very many specifics in this, but she like was in the container and then the container closed on her, but somebody's hand was connected to the button. Like she ripped, she ate the dude who had the button that was closing. So what, she eat the guy and then walk into the hole as it was closing? Like it just doesn't make any sense. And it was just, you wanted a visual, but you didn't think about how you wanted to get the visual. And number two, we have Downhill. Not much to say about this movie, but um, it's labeled as a comedy and I don't think there's one joke in it. <laughs> so, so fucked up. There's not one joke in this movie. Not a one. Not a one. Not one joke. Between Julia Maybe Louise... that's a joke. I there no joke? guess. But, like, you hired the wrong actors then. Um, and at number one, we have the movie Life Itself. And I have issues with the very theme that this movie is based off of. I get what it was going for. It just didn't work. Um, but a lot of it I could ignore if it wasn't for the fact that, spoiler alert, for life itself, Oscar Isaac shoots himself in the mouth in the middle of his therapist's office, and then nobody talks about it for the rest of the movie. Like, everyone's like, oh, wasn't it? I watched Olivia Wilde get hit by that bus 17 times, but we don't talk about the fact that Oscar Isaac was so broken by that fact that he shot himself in the mouth while his baby was with her grandparents and just nobody did anything about it. And then, like, even the therapist didn't come back. I would, like, if we're going to talk about how, like, everyone's life is connected, talk about how the therapist was then so traumatized by the fact that a client shot himself in the mouth with a gun she didn't even know he had on him. Like, he was fine. He was fine. This was the first time he was actually making breakthroughs and he wasn't just acting like an asshole. And then he just went, okay, and shot himself in the mouth. And I was just like, oh my god! And then they just went, and now in Spain ten years ago. And I'm like, wait a minute! He's dead! He's a dead man! He's dead! So that's my bottom five. Thoughts? You're very passionate. About what sucks. Yes. I... Your Valium went so high, it might have reached the galaxies. <laughs> um, but Bailey, what are other... Um, My top ten? Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm very excited to talk about movies that I do like. Yes. At number ten, 
in my top 10 best movies of the year. I have three men and a baby. I just love the idea of these three grown men who are like, we're men's men in the 90s, in the 87. Like, you know, men's men. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck with the mustache that I think he had since he was four years old. <laughs> and they're just taking care of this baby. And it's so sweet. And it's nothing that I would ever enjoy. But I just love it so much. Why does it remind... The title reminds me of, like, an ABC show. Yeah. Baby Daddy. Yeah, exactly. It, that was based off of this. I just uh, love that concept so much of, like, three men. Not like even three. Like, three, four, five. And just, like, a baby. Like, very stereotypical, like, dudes, dudes, and just a baby. Especially <laughs> if the baby's a girl. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it's a great concept. And I just... I wish more people made three men and a baby to movies don't make it called three men and a baby obviously but like if you could put that concept in other things i would love it because it's just i hold it so near and dear to me um and number nine i have miss stevens which is a uh, movie i hadn't heard about since since i watched it since the day i watched it mm -hmm. but it stars um i don't know what her name was but she was so talented um but a young timothy chalamet was in this movie Aww. um lily not young like that young no young like Call Me By Your Name happened right okay. after. Okay. Okay. Like, this is, like, Timothy Chalamet, and then in, like, six months, he was going to be Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> like, this movie was starred Timothy Chalamet, and then he became <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> that's, um, that's and Lily Reinhardt, I think, before Riverdale. It was a great movie about this, like, road trip between an English teacher and her three students as they went to this, like, acting thing. And it was just so cool because she wasn't that much older. She was, like, 30. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, 16. And it was just, like, her trying to be seen as, like, an adult. Well, they, like, didn't. Okay. But also, she felt like such a child. It was just really cool. And I really liked it. All right. Sounds good. And I hadn't thought about it until I was looking through the list again. And I was like, oh, I really liked that movie. Are you going to rewatch it? I think I might. Hmm. The amount of times I rewatched Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> I watched Three Men and a Baby January 3rd, 2020. And I've watched Three Men and a Baby four times since. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. The sequel, not so much. That was a little silly. Um, because I have severe issues with the way Three Men and a Baby end. I have very, like... Three men and a baby, I have my, like, things. Like, we didn't need a whole heroine subplot. I think that was, like, it took away from, like, the cuteness of the three men and the baby. Mm -hmm. I get why you had it in there, because you can't just do a movie about three men and a baby. To that I say, watch me. Um, but, like, heroine? And then the part where the mother comes back, and she's just like, I'm here to pick up my daughter. And then, like, they're like, okay, here you go. You left her on the doorstep, <laughs> you will. Why does she get custody? Um... And then she's like, is she teething? You don't get to ask questions. You left her on a doorstep. Um, he could have given her up for adoption. Like, you don't know. Um, and number eight, I have Parasite. This movie won mm -hmm. the Oscar last year for Best Picture. I just felt it only fair to add it. It's a great movie. Um, if you plan on not watching it because of subtitles, I highly suggest that you reconsider. It's a great, tense movie. And it's... It, it has such a social commentary on, like, how people with things see people who don't have anything. I agree. You watched Parasite? Yeah, I did. So good, right? That's actually the movie that I watched with my boyfriend that was <laughs> Which wasn't the other movie that I mentioned in the first podcast. Um, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. 
Therese called me out. <laughs> and then my boyfriend called me out, too. Uh, After the podcast went out? Um, I I told Jack in a message, and then Therese listened to the podcast, and she's like, no, you actually did watch that movie with us. And I was like, what movie did I watch with Jack? And it was Parasite. <laughs> Therese listened to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Keep this in. Thanks, Therese. Um... <laughs> Also, the dish that they made, the dish of, like, noodles, I looked up a recipe on how to make it, and I still haven't made it yet, but I'm going to, like, make that bowl. Ramdin or whatever. I'll show you after. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, like, blanking. Speaking of food, um, at number seven, I have Chef, which was just a movie about a guy who, like, always wanted to be a chef, and then he lost his job because he, like, freaked out on a food critic, and he just started his life his career over and became a food truck vendor. Oh, wow. Like, he used to be, like, a Michelin star chef, and then he was, like, food truck. And it was, like, him reconnecting with his son after he just went through a whole divorce. And it was just a really great, like, lighthearted movie. And then he makes food that, like, you make in your kitchen, but, like, it's better. Like, grilled cheese. He made, like, pristine grilled cheese. And I'm like, how do you how do you make grilled cheese better than it is? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, if you haven't seen Chef, you don't have to watch Chef, but what I do recommend is you watch The Chef Show, which is like an additional show, a spinoff show based on the movie, which is just him and his culinary consultant, Roy Choi, going around and like making food and like watching other people make food and like just watching them like laugh around as they make food. Like the episode where they make fried chicken with Seth Rogen is one of the funniest things I've seen. Them trying to figure out the Korean rice cooker while one of them speaks Korean and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, which one of these options will make you happy? And then Seth Rogen being like, shut the fuck up, it does not say that. <laughs> um, it's just so, it's such good light warm, like, light warm, like, heartwarming television. Um, so, Chef. And number six, I have Inside Lewin Davis starring Oscar Isaac. So, if you're paying attention, I have mentioned Oscar Isaac in my three lists. One, two, three. This is now the fourth time, and wait, there's one more. <laughs> um, this is the movie I started off the year with, Inside Lewin Davis. Um, it's about a struggling musician who's kind of couch surfing. Everybody hates him. Nothing really is going right. And that doesn't really get resolved, and it's just really cool for, like, an hour and a half to just watch this guy, like, struggle and struggle and struggle. And at some point, you're like, he's going to make it. He's going to get there, and this is going to feel fulfilling. And then it's not fulfilling, and it's almost, like, anti-fulfilling. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, oh, that's fulfilling in a way. <laughs> it's weird. I can't describe it. But, like, it's just so artsy. <laughs> that's the word you're going to use? It's so artsy to the point where it's, like, sad. Oh. But I love it. And the music, Please Mr. Kennedy, is a great song. It's not, but, like, that's the point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... And number five is actually a rom-com. What? When Harry Met Sally. What, Bailey? What? I like this movie. No, I like that movie, too. It's so cute. And they banter. And Jasmine mm -hmm. knows me better than I think some of our readers do. Wouldn't you say that, like, that's how I talk? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I agree. I would, like, that's the kind of, like, rapport I would have where it's, like, instead of being all, like, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her, it's, like... No, we can't be friends because sex will get in the way. That's not true. That is true. That's Then you're doing it wrong. No, you're doing it wrong. Like, that kind of, like, back and forth was, is just so, like, fun to me. Like, when he said, 
um, when they, after they had sex and he was like, we're really going to still talk about this. And she's like, what do you mean still? It just happened. And he's like, it happened three weeks ago. And she's like, so? And then he's like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know what you, it, it, it happened three weeks ago. I just think it's a great rom-com and it's just, it's a great premise. Cause you could, it's one of those themes where like you could, no matter how the movie ends, you can still argue, can men and women really be friends without sex getting in the way? Mm -hmm. Because the movie's trying to tell you no, but like, I disagree. I don't know where you stand on that, but that's a different discussion for a different day. How do you stand on that? Can you repeat your question? Jasmine has asked to repeat the question. <laughs> the question is, can men and women be friends without sex getting in the way? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I t Like, half of my friends are... Billy Crystal's guys. trying to say that if you think that it's not getting in the way, it's because the other person wants to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see, see that, that either. I think it's... I think life disproves that every day. And I think the people who believe that are people who are never going to have a meaningful relationship with people of the opposite sex. Yeah. Because that's not what they're there for. Sometimes guys are just there to tell you silly jokes. Oh my god, love silly jokes. Silly jokes. Tell me silly jokes. At number four, we have Jojo Rabbit, um, which... For those of you that don't know... Oh, you like Jojo Rabbit? I love Jojo Rabbit. I... Oh, my God. I had a discussion with someone. I went to go see it with um, two other people. And then we met up with a friend later on. And my other friend was like, Jasmine, you can't just like an idea. It doesn't make it good. And I was just like, I think it had a great concept. I think the... Ex I, but I think it nails the execution, too. Yeah. We had a little... It's... I understand it. And, you know... The the idea of a young German Nazi boy whose imaginary best imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi, a Jew, is on its head something that is not funny, mm -hmm. but he makes it so endearing mm -hmm. that you're laughing. But I I mean I can't speak for every American, especially after what's going on mm -hmm. now. But most people know that that's not okay. And what knew that... What Hitler stood for mm -hmm. was nothing. But he, he almost, in his portrayal of Hitler, was so... Not effeminate, because that's not the right word, but so emasculating. Yeah. And so... He, de he made fun of Hitler so well and kind of, like, showed the part of Hitler that was the ridiculous. Yes. That it stopped making him scary. Agreed. And I think that's one of the best parts about it. And then the part that it can combine such lighthearted jokes that you, you're you laughing and then you're like, why am I laughing? Yeah. With genuinely sad moments. The butterfly scene where he follows the butterfly and then it's just, no, I have to spoil it. Okay. Spoilers for Jojo Rabbit because Jasmine doesn't remember things after three minutes ago. Where he follows the butterfly mm -hmm. and then he looks and it's his mother's shoes because she was killed. <gasps> No, that made me so sad. That rocked me to my core Aww. for three weeks. I remember that. It's jarring. It was a horrible moment. And then it it cuts back and he's... And Hitler's making jo like jokes again. Yeah. And it's just like... And it doesn't go away. Like, what happened doesn't go away mm -hmm. for the rest of the movie. Like, any joke that's there, you're still thinking about the fact that the mother's dead. Yes. But... 
he's trying to move on, so should you. Like, in a sense. And, you know, my favorite joke of the whole movie is, what is she burning? She can't hear you. What are you burning? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the funniest things. That and, these are your knives. They are very serious. Don't stab them. No stabbing! (laughs) It's just really funny. And the stuff with, like... They're saying horrible things about Jewish people. It sounds so ridiculous coming out of their mouths. Kind of like this, some of the stuff you hear like from people who don't believe things about this nation. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's almost ridiculous that you genuinely believe that. Yeah. It's almost laughable that you genuinely believe this. Um, I'm not calling out any organization in general. QAnon. Um, that's right. I'm anti-QAnon. Do something about it. Most people are. And number three, I have Groundhog Day. Like I said, I genuinely was surprised at how well this movie was. I think the part, watching him go through the different phases of like realizing there are no consequences is amazing. Confusion and then being like, I can do whatever I want. And then trying to use it to his advantage. And then saying, I'm an actual god. <laughs> and believing that you are all-knowing. And then... Wanting it to end, realizing it can't end, so you try and do something better with your life. And then that's when it stops. He went through a hundred years worth of living just to get to the point of like, be a good person to people. That's the meaning of life. And I, I just liked that message. It does have some weird subtext. Like, you know, he fell in love with a woman over... 10,000 years or however long there is like an actual like however long it was Mm -hmm. um and then she fell in love with him in a day and then they're at the same amount of love and it's kind of like well he definitely manipulated the hell out of her in her story but he went through actual love but like when she's in her mind you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to overlook that because it's so good not overlook it but like you know I'm willing to say that doesn't make it bad. It makes it... It's definitely a part of it. Sometimes the things that are bad about a movie is part of what makes it such a good movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's flawed. Um, and number two, I have Kramer versus Kramer. I also didn't expect to like this movie so much. It came out in 1979. It stars Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. My girl, Meryl. I love you. And it's about um, a divorce. Mm-hmm. And Meryl Streep's character just kind of up and leaves. All right. And then he's left taking care of the son that he didn't really have any part in raising. And for 18 months, he just kind of forms this new relationship with his son. And then she comes back and she says, I want custody. Wow. And then it's just watching them go through a custody battle. And it's, it was heartbreaking and it was endearing. And it was, at the end, you're really sad for a hot second. And then it just, it, it, it pulls to you and it shows like, hey, spend time with your kids. Like, it makes a difference. Yeah. He went from not liking his father to, like, not wanting to be away from his father mm-hmm. in just 18 months. Yeah. And that's on spending time with your kids. Thank you. And my number one favorite movie of 2020. <laughs> Everybody, one clap one time. One, two, three. Ex Machina. I... For those of you that don't know about Ex Machina, it stars Donald Gleason and Oscar Isaac. 
Jasmine's head snapped so fast, guys. <laughs> Jasmine was like, Oscar Isaac Bailey, we're done. Um, and it's it's just so fascinating to describe. Oscar Isaac is Donald Gleason's like boss, 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 and he's like, hey. You get to come live in my mansion for a week as you decide whether or not this sentient robot I built is actually sentient. And then it's just a game of mind fucks. Who is mind fucking the other more? And it's just mind fucking top of mind fucking top of mind fucking top of mind fuck. And then at the end you're like, oh my god, this is a great ending. It's wild and it's dark, but it's a great ending. And also the scene where Oscar Isaac is just drunk dancing, but like it's choreographed as hell, is really great. And it's so jarring compared to like the rest of the movie has been so tense. And he's just like dancing. So that's my top 10. I hope you all agree. And if you don't agree, that's okay as well. These are my opinions. You can have yours. Um, but I think we can all agree. Don't crucify your kid's dog. That's a little messed up. Jasmine, are you pro or anti crucifying your kid's dog? I don't know. It's such a Thank you for coming <laughs> to the Chaos Podcast, everyone. I'm gonna leave it on that. You don't get a chance to redeem yourself. So, um, if you wanna follow us on social media, you can follow me at Bailey Peabody1 on Twitter, at Bailey Peabody13 on Instagram. Um, if you can follow Jasmine, Jasmine will get a chance to speak later. She's a little bit on timeout, so I'm gonna plug the podcast first cancel her not me i am i am vocally anti-crucifying your kid's dog she has to think about it. i'll give her time to think about it um so you can follow the podcast you know as i've been saying multiple times email the podcast at writtenchaospodcast.com you can follow us on twitter chaos underscore written um written chaos podcast on facebook instagram and tiktok we also have a tumblr um, I update on all of those at least once a week, starting by, especially by the time this is over. Um, please join our community because we want to fulfill all your creative ideas and, you know, start a family. Um, Jasmine, would you like to give your new stance on crucifying <laughs> children's dogs? Well, I guess my sarcasm wasn't noted. <laughs> I was put in timeout. You can't, I can't validate whether or not it was sarcasm, Jasmine. Your voice may have been sarcastic, but your eyes were real. <laughs> what? Well, I'm anti, obviously. And um, my um, my social media is Jazzy What Yes in all social medias. So I think that's it. Have a great life, everyone. And we'll see you back for our next podcast where we talk about book-to-movie adaptations. And one last thing before we go. Please be sure to tweet while you tag us. Hashtag Harry and Meghan get chaotic. We want this to go trending. We want them to see it. Hashtag Harry and Meghan get chaotic. That is Meghan with a G-H and not M-E-G-A-N. It will be a different hashtag. Hashtag Harry and Meghan get chaotic. Bye, everyone. Bye.